Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I'm your running host, Dean Thompson. Running in faith, and not necessarily in that order or on the docket today, and here to help me is a very special guest, the better half of Run for God founder, <laughs> Mitchell Hollis. Holly Hollis. How hey, Dean. Good. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. excited that you're here. Are we going to learn any dirt on Mitchell today? Oh, yeah. We'll dig something yeah, up on him. Be... We'll think of something to tell on him. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> we'll, we'll have him uh, defending himself over yeah. the next few weeks. That yeah. Would be, that would be fabulous. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't have anything else to do, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> he needs another job. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, do you approach things like a project? It just might help your outcome if you did. And we're going to talk about that in our first story today. And then are you the type of person who reads the instructions or not? You know, some people read instructions. Some people don't read instructions. And we're going to talk about both of those in today's Dean's Thoughts. Are you the type of person that reads instructions? I love instructions. Do you? I read every word. (laughs) So uh, so you're you're one of those. That's the first thing Um, you look for is where's the instructions? Yes, the manual. And things sometimes don't even come with manuals nowadays because you have to look online. Yeah. And see how to work something. But, yeah, I love manuals and, you know, step-by-step instructions. I'm all about it. I, sometimes I use instructions. It depends on what it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my brother um, used to install lighting. And so I watched him one day install a ceiling fan in about two minutes. I mean, from there's another light fixture up there to the the fan is up and done in about two minutes. That's fast. Yeah, and I learned I learned that uh, we can be a lot more efficient in the way we put stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about our sponsor of the day. As always, we are sponsored this by by J Radio and and uh, and and those guys. But we also have other sponsors out there who support what we do at Run for God. And as you know, also if you've listened to this podcast before and you want to become a sponsor, then you can do that by sending a message to. Lane, Lane, run Lane Hollis at gmail.com, and uh, we'll be glad to hook you up and let you be a part of what we're doing here. But our sponsor for today is One Source. At Run for God, we like to do business with locally owned businesses when it's practical. So, One Source Business Products in Dalton uh, is Dalton's only locally owned office supply company. If you're looking for office supplies, furniture, printing, janitorial, custom forms or stamps, we've got you covered. And the prices are right. That's why we compare, you save. Give us a call at 706-516-3900 or try our web address, onesourcebp.com. One Source Business Products, your source for business solutions. All right, so we have a Facebook post again. This one's a little bit longer than some of the other ones we've had, but I I like this one. And so um, this comes from Michelle Christensen. And if you're part of the Facebook page, you probably know the name Michelle Christensen. You've seen her. She posts quite regularly. Um, Always good to see her there and uh, and her daughter that I think runs with her occasionally. Isn't that right? I'm right about that, right? I think so. I think I've seen pictures. We'll check. 
Well, here's what it says. Back to school means new schedules once again. Sometimes I wonder how patient and flexible a person can be and still meet their own goals. We homeschool, so our morning mile is part of our gym class. Perfect timing for more miles. Until mom is tired after a long day and there is still housework to be done and friends' schedules also change, causing less time to connect on the road. I had a dream to run my first marathon before my 40th birthday, which is this October. The Couch to Marathon program seemed to be the perfect timing, and we hosted our annual summer Run for God 5K Challenge, as well as getting peeps ready for our August Real Freedom Races. Friends reached and are still reaching new milestones and finding joy in the fellowship and the journey. Perfect timing, it seemed, once again until I looked back and realized lots of my necessary runs were pushed to the side. With less than a month before that milestone birthday, I have found myself looking back on all these moments of perfect timing. While having moments of unrest, wondering where my dream fell in the mix of helping others accomplish their goals and dreams. Have you ever been there? Just a little more human than you'd like to feel? I have seen many on here hit seemingly unavoidable walls that have changed the course of their goals and timelines. Some of them have taken a necessary break until the next time. <coughs> some have readjusted and continue to do their very best even if it looks off track. And some have bounced back and been able to keep pace with that original goal. Wherever you are in that spectrum, today it is on my heart to say that God sees you and He knows. Right now, wherever you are in this process, he is right there in step with you, guiding you along his wonderful path. The rest of the story <coughs> for me in letting my grip loosen on that big goal in my timeline is that while I was willing to take those first steps, God didn't just see me and my dreams. God saw the army he planned to create and assemble for, much, uh, for plans much greater than my own. He saw the promise that he was able to that he was going to be able to bring to pass because I first said yes and shared it with others. He saw my heart and my good intentions and said, I think I can do something with that. Let's go. <coughs> While I was chasing my dreams, he began to give me new dreams, visions long past of abundant fruit and orchards teeming with life and the radiance of his glory, of lives transformed because someone wasn't afraid to do the hard things, refocus and accept God's call in the perfect timing. I will still get there. That big dream of my first marathon, but when I do, in my time, in, in a timing not my own, I will not be alone. I will have a great group of amazing friends and family with me. <coughs> I may have started this journey alone 10 years ago, but I am reminded today that God is a God of increase and hope, and He can do so much with our steps of faith that will bring so much more to our lives than our well-meaning and valid dreams in themselves. <coughs> today, I want to encourage you to look for another's face, another face if you're experiencing a detour or setback. Maybe, just maybe, God is asking you to bring someone along on the journey that you wouldn't have noticed had you not been willing to truly see him. And then, in the middle of pursuing your dreams, excuse me, and them, in the middle of pursuing your dreams, will you reach out and touch another life for Christ today? Will you let him direct your path even if the perfect timing doesn't seem to fit your schedule? I'm in it for the marathon, Lord, and I pray everyone re uh, needing this same encouragement today will see your bigger picture and feel your abundant grace and love for the steps ahead. Keep going, friends. It may look like what you're what you originally excuse me. It may not look like what you originally thought, 
but it is going to be so worth it. There's a lot in there, right? Yeah, that's a great story from Michelle. Um, you know, what I love is that that whole story and her encouragement, it's to the Facebook group. Like there's this big group of all these runners doing the same training, some doing different training, but she um, she's just really reaching out to all of them and some people she's never even met before, mm-hmm. but she just wants to be encouraging because a lot of these people are at the same place, you know, in their running. They're struggling. Some aren't struggling, but um, everybody's just on there encouraging each other. And that's just, and you and Mitchell have said it all the time about how this Facebook group is so valuable. Yeah. Um, it comes with your run club subscription. Um, and it's just so valuable because uh, you can have a training plan and you can do whatever the training plan says, but you need this. Yeah. You need the encouragement. So yeah. I love that she's speaking to the group directly. Yeah, we hear from people all the time. I don't feel motivated. And, and all you have to do is tune into that Facebook page. Yeah. And if you can't be motivated in another five seconds, then you're not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, it's all about keeping in perspective. You know, we all have goals, but God's goals are bigger than our goals. And, so often we think we know what we want and God's got a different plan for us. Um, and a lot of times things don't just fall into place the way we expect them to fall into place. And sometimes we just have to change direction completely. And that's hard to, that's hard to stomach, especially for somebody you're, you're much, but you're like a little more like Mitchell than I am. You're a planner. So you yes. plan stuff out and yeah. then when something gets in the way, it's a, that's a big hassle. Um, it's a little less of a hassle for somebody like me yeah. who doesn't play it as much. Yeah. But it's still a hassle, right? Yeah, it's hard to um to have your plan and and then think that the Lord's gonna change that plan. And you're like, Oh, that's not really what I had planned, but it may be something that um that God has planned. There's a there's a drawing. Have you ever seen the drawing on social media of the little girl and she's holding a teddy bear? And Jesus is standing in front of her, and he's got his hand out, like, wanting the teddy bear. And all it says is, I don't want to give it up, Jesus. And she's holding her teddy bear. Yeah. But Jesus' other hand is behind his back, and he's got a huge teddy bear. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, I have. And so yeah. it's like, it's a little girl in the picture, but it's just us all the time. You know, we have this plan. We have our life. We want to hang on to everything and do everything our way. But if we would just give it over to the Lord. He has something so much better that we just, we don't know. We just have to have faith um, and just turn it over. Sometimes it's, you know, in training and sometimes it's in jobs and it's just, it could be anything. Yeah. And for, for us in this world today, um, this world tells us that we should be selfish, that we should be focused on ourselves. And in this case, Michelle is talking about Sometimes the things that derail us are not things that we're trying to do or we're trying to accomplish, but it's it's our attempt to help other people. And that derails our plans because we're trying to help other people. And that's a really hard line to find, right? Yeah. Between how do we how do we help ourselves and do the things that we're supposed to do, but at the same time we're we're called to help others as well. And so that that really is a tough place uh, to be. Um I think it all hinges on what God has for us, right? Yeah, and I think the closer you are to the Lord, the more you know which direction to go. Yeah. You know, the the closer you are to anybody, the better you can hear them. 
Yeah. You know, if we were across the room for, from each other, it'd be hard to hear each other. But the closer you are to God, the better you hear him. Yeah. Just like, um, so if the closer you are uh, to the Lord, I think the more clearly you hear his direction, you'll yeah. feel his direction. And that's true. And then when somebody asks you to do something or whatever, I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. And so I was just talking about a little while ago about something that I've got to, I've got to get done today that I just don't have time for today. But if I don't do it today, then there's a bunch of little kids I'm going to let down. I'm like, I, I can't do that either. Yeah. I, I can't do that option. So yeah. I, I've got to figure out um, how, how to make it work. And um, there's, it's, it's all good intentions. And I, I just feel like God's plan is for uh, for these kids to eat rather than for me to be comfortable and do what I want to do. Well, yeah, that so, sounds like the best yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking with um, some some ladies from Kenya recently, <clears throat> recruiting, and um, you know, obviously, you, you want to help them all because there are, a lot of them have tough circumstances. I talked with five or six ladies. And in every situation, I heard animals in the background, mm. like cows, um, because that's that's where they live. Yeah. Right. And that's how they live. And man, I would love to be able. But you got to, you got there has to be a line somewhere, and it's unfortunate. Um, I love the. I don't know if if you've ever paid attention to this, but the Kenyan names. <clears throat> I've talked with a Naomi, a Ruth, a Joylene, a Charity. I've talked with so many of these, and they've all got either biblical names or really happy-sounding names, mm-hmm. and it's just awesome. I've never noticed that yeah, with Kenyans. Yeah. They're really uh, really good folks. I didn't realize that uh, English is one of the uh, two major languages in Kenya. Mm. So, uh, What's yeah. the other one? Swahili. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> there's some other languages they speak there as well, but, but uh, Kenya, well, we'll, t- we'll talk more about that in a little bit. We have to follow God's direction, I think, is the bottom line. And I think that's what, what Michelle is saying here, is, you know, if, if, we're, if we're focused on him, and like you said, if he's close by, then you are focused on him because mm-hmm. you hear his voice. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that, I think that's what we have to do. He has the plan. If we'll figure out what his plan is, we're all going to be good. All right, we had a trivia question from last week, and this one was a little different than our typical trivia questions. Um, and hopefully we can... Hope, we're hoping to get some thoughtfulness and some paragraphs of what people think about this, and and so I, here was the here was the the point. Why does the Steve Prefontaine legend live on today? I think I know. What is it? Steve Prefontaine is such a legend because of his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. I know that he's very very fast. I know that he was a big talker. Wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't he smack talk? He yeah. Uh, he died very young. Yeah. And and he had that mustache. If you're in a group of runners and they see anybody with a mustache like that, they go, oh, he looks like pre. Especially and if it, he's got long hair. Yeah. 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 But it, to me, it's just like anybody with a mustache. Oh, that he looks like pre. And, and that they call him pre. Pre. Did yeah. they call him pre when he was alive? Yeah. Or is that a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was just always pre. Yeah, there was a famous shirt one time that, that he wore because there was all this talk about beating him, and he wore a sign that was in the shape of a stop sign. Yeah. It said, Stop Pre. And uh, mm. it, it was, he, he like you said, he was uh, he was very bold. Yeah. In, in the things that he talked about. Um, 
And I think that's part, <clears throat> he has a number, there's a number of famous quotes from him. And I think that's part of it as well. Obviously, anytime somebody dies young, I think that that person tends to become more popular in their death. Um, yeah. Because they, you know, he was at the apex of his career. Well, maybe not even at the apex. He was still climbing to that apex when he died. Um, and, and so he was the, the huge personality. And then to have all of that, and then boom, all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you think about um, what's the, the girl's name? Um, uh, Shakari Richardson. Yeah. Big, huge personality in track and field right now. Well, what would happen if tomorrow Shakari Richardson were in a car wreck and she was gone? You know, it would make the Shakari Richardson legend grow. Yeah. Right? And I think that's kind of part of what yeah. happened with so you don't think he was at the top of his game? You think he would have gotten just faster and faster if he didn't die when he did? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he would have been faster for sure. Um, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One one of his quotes. This is this gives you an indication of uh, of one of his quotes was the best pace is a suicide pace, and today is a good day to die. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way he read. You know, he would go out super hard. He didn't believe in. He didn't believe in running behind somebody and being comfortable for the first part of the race. It was like, I'm going out hard, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to dare everybody to try to run with me. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, that, we don't we don't see much of that these days. Yeah, because so. you you got to be able to follow that up with yeah. the fast Yeah. With the fast time. Yeah, and you better be mental, mentally tough yeah. if you're going to run that way. Yeah. And he was. Uh, I just, I wonder how much of uh, this, this, the talk, was embellishment versus how, how tough was he really? Yeah. Mentally, you know? Well, he might have been pumping himself up. I mean, he was saying sure. it to a reporter or whoever, but he was also telling himself that, like, I'm so great. This is going to be so good. And then it just manifested that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think runners today, and certainly certainly for me, if I think I, I want to become the, the mentally toughest runner I can become, that's the picture in my mind is pre- Still to this day, to me, he's the most mentally tough runner there is. Really, Elliot Kipchoge's pretty, pretty close, but but pre that legend of of his mental toughness is is hard to overcome. Yeah. All right, we are just about to embark on the the new year, right? In another few months, and we're going to be into a new year, a new marathon challenge, and we have this thing going on called coaching the marathon challenge challenge. And we want you, if you're listening to this, we want you to become a coach and lead others to their first marathon finish line. You start out with a 5K, and that's the way you want to talk about it. You want to talk about it as if we're, we're going to get to a 5K, and then um, if there's somebody who's never run before, get them to that first 5K, and then we'll start working them towards the 10K and then the half marathon. Um, but you might know people, too who are watching, maybe you're doing the Couch to Marathon program right now, and they're watching you, and they're like, man, I want to do that. Get those folks on board. Whatever you do, we need you involved because we're working really hard at Run for God to try to get 10,000 people to join us initially for the Couch to Marathon program next year. It's going to be awesome. We've got a great, we're going to be at the beach for our graduation race, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a half marathon planned in North Carolina. We have an unstructured 10K that's going to be different than anything you've ever run before. And, of course, you don't have to make it to all of these, um, but, but these are, are, are things you can do. 
Um, and then, of course, the 5K is free. If you can make it to Dalton, Georgia, you can run for free. And so uh, we would love to have more people involved. And so we need your help to teach a class. And we've done all the hard work, right? We have, we're putting together videos and things. You pretty much have to just pull everybody together, get them in front of a screen and say, well, here you go. And we'll teach the class for you. And uh, maybe you have some discussion afterwards. That'll all be fun. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be easy. So get involved in the Coaching the Marathon Challenge challenge. As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J-Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new JRadio app in your app store. All right, we're back. And, of course, you can send messages to Dean at RunForGod.com. If you don't know about us, then you can go to RunForGod.com runclub.com and find out more about what run club is about if you just happened up on this podcast and we also want to hear your story right we're we're all about stories here we're just about to share somebody's story and we want to hear yours because your story will resonate with someone because someone else has a similar circumstance to you but they're a little further behind in those circumstances and they want to know about how you overcame those circumstances even if you think those circumstances weren't really a big deal, I'm telling you, for somebody out there, they were probably a big deal. So submit your story at runforgodrunclub.com. And do that today. Don't do that tomorrow. Do it today. So, Holly, what do you think about the idea of sharing your story? Um, I do think everybody has a story. Yep. I can share my story, but... I'd rather share other people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> you like to re- you like to hear the, the stories of other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like being in the background more often. <laughs> <laughs> but not today. True. Yeah. I'm out front today. <laughs> uh, so, and don't forget that if you can make it to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, we can uh, we can share your story live, um, which is even more exciting, right? Well, this week we have a story that comes from Kent Ogle. He is from Webb City, Missouri, and his story is called Project Management. Do we have any project managers out there? I'm sure we do. Here's the story. By strict definition, project management is the discipline of planning, coordinating, and controlling resources and procedures to bring about a result. That's how I've been earning a paycheck for over 20 years. When most of your experience is in leading various projects, project management habits kick in and you have you tend to see every every new challenge in life as an opportunity to bring about a desired outcome by balancing constraints such as time, money, and quality, even weight loss, spiritual and fitness goals. To reach a goal, a good project manager will balance all inputs, anticipate challenges, and define outcomes. Even if the project is large, or has never been accomplished before, they can break everything into small incremental units that are easier to achieve. 
It wasn't until I viewed losing weight as a project to manage that I achieved any permanent results. I've battled food addictions and weight issues most of my adult life. Gym memberships, exercise equipment, and fad diets, all promising quick and easy results or your money back, usually ended in frustration and depression. Everyone knows the basic formula for weight loss. Burn more calories than you take in. But it doesn't happen overnight. You don't hit your weight goal in one week any more than a beginner can run their first 5K after three workouts. I guess it's human nature to be impatient. And although I know without a doubt that most things take time and must progress incrementally, I still hope for shortcuts and quick results. I want to burn that donut off now. I want that project finished now. I want to get that promotion now. I want to be a mature Christian now. Oops, did I just admit I have a spiritual impatience too? Yeah, if I'm honest with myself, I have to admit that I get frustrated with bad news or stagnant growth or flat out just fail in living up to what I profess. I know that I have to keep worry, working on my projects, my, uh, my work project, my fitness projects, and my spiritual projects if I want to continue to realize the benefits. Think of the things you've learned how to do in life. Did you just wake up one morning with a new skill? Of course not. You had to learn how to do everything. Sometimes it came easily and sometimes not. And the things that come easily for me might not for you. That's why I like the Run for God program so much. It presents two big goals. Run a 5K and get closer to God. And breaks them down into steps that present an easy to understand approach to reaching your goals. And now that I know how to be successful, I want to help others reach their goals too. So I'm up front with people when they expressed an interest in joining a Run for God group. And I approach it like any other project to manage. I explain to them the resources needed, the time to achieve their goal, and the benefit they will realize. I challenge every new class the first night to give this program 30 minutes of workouts three times a week over the next 12 weeks, and it will change your life. Those who come along for the journey and are intentional about their commitment to the program find it to be true. So you're like Mitchell. You like to plan stuff, right? So I guess you love this story because it's all about planning. I do. I love a plan um, and organization, but I feel like I'm not extreme about it. Yeah. I can. I feel like I have room to, um, um, you know, for other things to come up yeah i'm not i'm not too extreme with it but i do think things get done more completed with a plan yeah they typically do yeah yeah i remember you know i used to work at a large manufacturer i remember the project management geeks geeks you know they were they were weird people (laughs) i mean i you know kent i don't know about you (laughs) i'm just saying some of those people you know they're the people that organize their closets by color you know or or they have everything in the house labeled. This was my favorite. There was a lady one time that uh, I remember. She was in Dalton, and I, uh, I'm i trying to remember her name at this point. I can't remember her name. This has been many years ago that I, I met this lady. But when you opened her cabinets, everything in her cabinet was labeled. Everything. It was all taken out of whatever the original. It was If it came in a box, she would take it out of the box. Oh, yeah. Put it in a nice plastic container that was labeled. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't go that far. But you you can pull up Instagram or Pinterest and see 
amazing pantries and you're like oh that that looks so good and calming look. but um it's a little much for me i do have a label maker i do yeah. enjoy my label maker but it is not all over my pantry i promise <laughs> yeah that's way too much for me that <laughs> You know, when I see a picture of that, you know what that looks like to me? What? A waste of time. That's what that looks like. <laughs> Just to give me. me this cereal box with yeah. this cereal in it. Yeah. And I'll I, pour it out. I yeah. know what the, I know what's in that box. Yeah. I don't need it I don't need it put into yeah. something else. That would be very time consuming. Yeah. But some people that gives them peace seeing everything done. So Yeah. Everybody's some Different. people aren't out running 10 miles a day like True. that. True. So they, they, they've got time for that. True. Right? That's what they <laughs> yeah. choose to spend their time doing. Hey, listen, if it makes you happy, <laughs> if it, you know, running calms me, makes me feel better. If yeah. that's what calms you, makes you feel better, then, then have yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. We have some scripture. Luke 14, 28 through 33. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, uh, going, to, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with, with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still gr a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever you, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. You've done some projects, I'm sure, right? Sure, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really important to look at all of your costs up front. And, and, and he, you know, he points out in, in the story, he talks about some of those costs. A lot of times we think about cost in today's world and we think about money and things like that. But time is important too, right? Yes. And in this verse in Luke, it's talking about some pretty large plans. It's not yeah. organizing your pantry. They're doing yeah. some really large things. And so in today's time, I think it would be like trying to build a house without a house plan. And that's just impossible. So I think it's saying, you know, step back and look at what you have yeah. and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've talked about, I know we've talked about it on here before. I've talked with Mitchell about it, about finding time to do nothing. <clears throat> we have to plan some of that time into into our schedule because if we don't, then when things do come up and it derails us, then, then we're in trouble, right? Yeah, Mitchell uh, doesn't like to do nothing. He, He's not good at downtime. But he he'll likes find to be something to do. He may not be yeah. finding something that's not scheduled. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I, you just got to have room for spontaneity. Spontaneity, yeah. I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and and so many people, uh, they pack every second of their day on their schedule, and every second of their day is accounted for. And then when something does come up, uh, you know, when when the next door neighbor calls and says, "I need you to help me get this tree out of my driveway," you're like, oh, "I don't have time. I, I got all this other stuff I got to do." Yeah. Because I've got this this schedule that's full. Uh, yeah, you have to help. Yeah. Yeah, but the same. Yeah, at the same time, you do have to plan. You know, I mentioned with um, talking about these ladies from Kenya, uh, and of course, think about the 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 planning they have to do to move themselves from a one country to another for for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, golly, they got there's a bunch of stuff, a lot of hoops they have to jump through. Yeah, um, so they have to have their organizational ducks in a row for sure. Um, but 
all that's great. All this planning stuff is great. It's not really what this verse is about, though. You know, Jesus is, is telling them that it's going to cost them everything to follow him. Um, and the question is, do we count that as our cost? Uh, you know, the question is, are we willing to give up everything we have because that cost, whatever it is, that we have to give up, no matter what we have to give up, no matter how valuable it is, it's worth it, right? In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, it's it's like it's like the the scripture where he's talking to the rich man and he tells him to go sell everything. Well, well, Jesus isn't saying you can't have stuff. He's not saying you can't. It, what he's saying is whatever gets in between me and you, you don't need that there. Yeah. And and so uh, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about counting the cost is are you willing to get rid of those things that get in the way? Joshua twenty four fifteen, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I think this is such an interesting situation. It's one we see today over and over again. Uh, Joshua is basically saying, uh, you know, if you're choosing to serve someone or something, um, if you choose not to follow God, you are choosing someone or something. You're choosing something other than God. Um, and what happens today is we have so many people who um, they, they say, well, I don't want to make that choice. Well, if you're not making the choice to follow God, you are making a choice. Um People like to look at it as not a choice. It's, it's a choice. Yeah, you're going one way or the other. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, again, we, we, we see that today. We see, you know, a bold person make a bold defi- de- decision um, or a declaration, and, and then all of a sudden everybody behind them wants to be bold. Um, and I think that's what Joshua's doing here is Joshua's trying to get people to be bold and, and say, here's what I'm going to do. This is what my family is going to do. And we see that all the time, right, in our, in our society. One yeah. per, nobody's saying anything, and all of a sudden one person speaks up, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people behind them going, yeah, me too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> see it in politics all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need the Christian leaders, you know, to stand up and speak out more, we, and we need to be leaders and speak out more. We never know who is behind us until we make bold statements like that for sure because there's a lot of people out there with some ideas that are they're not popular ideas and they're not conventional wisdom and they're not they're not good things mm-hmm. um, but because somebody's speaking that out boldly people are following them um, even if it's basically satan speaking through them yeah you know it, it, it still happens and so it's important for us to to be that voice on the on god's side of that thing um yeah uh, yeah, you're going to choose one way or the other. So, Romans 12, 1, 2, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, what's meant by living sacrifice? You know, just after these verses, um, it, it talks about 
using God's gift to do your part, like part of a body. It kind of goes through this whole idea of, of a body and, and, and how the different parts of a body work together. Um, living sacrifice means taking whatever that talent is. And, and again, this is one of those things. You know, some people say they don't have a story. Everybody, everybody has a story. Yes. And everybody has a talent. Mm-hmm. And that talent may be something very simple. Um, it, may be, it may be that person who they get on Facebook and they encourage other people. Yeah. Um, it may be that they they keep this prayer list and they've got a prayer room and they really, really pray hard. That's their ministry. Um, it may be that they uh, they recognize people for certain things. Maybe you're in a, a you know, I just saw a, a, a billboard on the way here of trying to rid the world of kids with cleft palates. Um, it's, a, it's a great organization that that's involved in that. Um Whatever it is, you have a talent that that can lead you in a direction that will that will help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we're all part of the body of Christ. Sometimes we feel like the toe of the body, you know, like not an important part, but it, it's very every part is so is important. important. Yeah. yeah. That was important. Very important. And then sometimes you may feel like the hands, you know, lifting up people. So yeah. uh, we just have to get out there and do do what God's asked us to do. Yeah. Well, why do you think it says, which is your reasonable service? I mean, God is so big. He's so great. Anything he asks us to do is reasonable, right? So I, I, maybe what he's saying there, it, it's it's reasonable for us to be a living sacrifice. Um, there's one thing that I think is interesting in these verses. He tells us to be a living sacrifice. And then he says, and be a living sacrifice and do not be conformed. Um, I think if we're a living sacrifice, if we're doing that part of our body that we are, you know, we're, we're performing that function of whatever it is that God's got us performing, we're automatically not conformed to the world. I mean, it, it, that tells us we're not. Yeah, you're going to look different when you're when you're a part of the body of yep. Christ. You're going to be standing out. Yeah, I don't know if you ever looked at it this way, but I see in this verse, what I see is the first verse is about the body, and then the second part of the verse, the end, after the end, is about the mind, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's about what we do with each one of those things. We have to, And we have to give God both. Uh, a lot of times yeah. we like to do one or the other. Yeah. Um, but, but he wants both for sure. Some questions. What can you do now that you once thought you'd never accomplish? Is there anything that you can do now that I don't I don't know of a big uh, dramatic thing that that I like never thought I could do. I mean, when I was young, I didn't start running until I was in my 20s. So maybe when I was in high school, if I knew I would be a runner later, I would have out of. Yeah probably laughed you know said why but yeah so um i don't know i've i've uh not really had anything really big yeah happen like that i i I think about being a coach because i i I assumed i I worked as a big manufacturer i assumed (laughs) i was going to do that for the rest of my life um and that's kind of the formula you know you you go to college you get a job and then you do that job the rest of your life you retire and you go um you know sign up for aarp or whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but that's not that wasn't god's formula for me um and so he's made me a coach and i've always liked that i tell you 
I pro- I've never told this story before, I don't think, mm-hmm. not, at least not publicly, um, how I became a coach. Actually, the, my first coaching job was to coach a t-ball team um, when, when my kids, when my, my oldest son was young. And I went to the first practice. I'd never even been, I'd never been around a t-ball game in my life <laughs> because I didn't play t-ball. I played baseball. We never had tees, so we never played t-ball. Mm. It was a whole different experience. So I get to the field that first day, and we, we have that first practice, and, you know, there's a couple who's the coach of the team, and, and they're taking care of all the coaching duties and things that first day. And I got home, and no sooner did we walk in the door at home, and my phone rings. What's well, the coach? And the coach says, our daughter has decided that she doesn't want to play. And so would you like to coach? <laughs> And so that's how I wound up. My first coaching job was like, well, nobody else is going to do it. So So we want you to. Yeah. And that's so that's that's that was how I got the first coaching job. And it was in T-ball. And then uh, I coached a bunch of other stuff after that. But I always loved it. Um, Excuse me. But I remember, uh, you know, right now in, in the things that I do. Uh, I use my computer all the time. I don't know what I would do. If I, if I lost my computer, I'd be done. I, I mean, I would just be like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't do anything. Yeah. I can't function. Um, but I remember when I was in college, this is how far I've come. When I was in college, um, something maybe that I would have never thought that I'd accomplish at this point in time to do what I'm doing now. This is so crazy. I dropped a class one time because I couldn't figure out how to get logged into the server. <laughs> now how crazy is that right i was too intimidated to even ask i was in i was so sheltered when i was a kid and i go to college and anyway so you didn't do the class just because you couldn't i dropped it register for it. you yeah, dropped it yeah uh, and yeah. i i gosh i hate to admit this i took the class again <laughs> I dropped it the second time. No. Oh, my goodness. I did take it for the third time, and I finally figured it out. Well, but good. it took me a third time. Well, third time's a charm. Yeah. At least you finished it, and now you're more computer literate. Now I've got I've got literally thousands of work, thousands of hours of work yes. right here. Yeah. Right, right here in front of me. I'm like, if something happened, yeah. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. I hope it's in the cloud. It's like my whole life is right right there. Yeah. Is yeah, it in it the... Is. It okay. Is, but... Because you're scaring it. me. Yeah, most yeah. of it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, another one that I think about is I can swim 2.4 miles now. You can. Mm-hmm. I'm not going I've to. seen you. I uh, will never do it again, but I can do it. <laughs> Trying for that triathlon. Um, if you haven't heard the story, yes. I am a retired triathlete. I know I'm never doing another triathlon. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you could have gone to world championships. Could have. But you did not want to swim the 2.4 miles again. I don't want to swim. (laughs) I do not want to swim. I don't like swimming. It is my least favorite thing maybe in the world to do. I have had root canals. I think I'd rather have a root canal than go swimming. You wouldn't do it one more time to go to world championships. If, If I could compete in Kona, Hawaii and go straight there without a qualifying race or whatever. Yeah. And I could go there. I would swim 2.4 miles for that. Okay. It's the only way. The only way. Yep. Yep. Okay. And that's not going to happen because you have to qualify. Well, we'll work on that. So, 
Maybe we'll get you a celebrity entry or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here's another question. What aspects of your life do you need to be more intentional about? I know for me it's prayer. Um, You know, I, I, I pray, obviously, but I'm not as intentional about it as I would like to be. You know, normally, here's what happens a lot of times. You know how people say, hey, pray for me or pray for my son or pray for... Well, you know what I do is I pray for them right then. Yeah, that's, I've heard if, people say that. If I don't, then I'm afraid I'm going to tell them I'm going to pray for them and then I'm not going to. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want... That's so... To me, that's so dishonoring to God. Yeah. To say I'll pray for somebody and then And then do don't. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm right on it. Yeah. I, <laughs> if, I, if I tell you I'm going to, I'm right on it. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to be more intentional about prayer, too. You know, some days I feel like I talk to the Lord all day long. Like, at the end of the day, he's probably like, girl, you're fine. You know, like, I just feel like sometimes I'm in constant conversation, and then some days I'm not. Some days at the end of the day, I think, you know, I know I prayed this morning, but did I even talk to God the rest of the day? But one thing I do... um, is I jot down like in a prayer journal. Yeah. Um, and I, I've heard several people use this. So I don't know who to give it credit to, but on the left side of the page, you can write ACTS, A-C-T-S. Yeah. And at the top, the A is for acclamation. Uh, so you write praises. And a mm-hmm. lot of times I think of praise songs that I hear, you know, here at, on J103 or uh, old hymns. Um, you know, just write acclamations. And then the C is for confession. So you write down parts of your life that you need to confess. And then T is for thanksgiving. You write all the things that you're thankful for. And then the S is supplication. So then you write what you need. And yeah. so that puts like the praise at the top. You do that first. And then you uh, yeah. ask for what you want at the end. Um, and so that's um, a way that I can like structure the prayer Mm -hmm. you know so i'm not like being super needy and just asking for things for the whole prayer you know it kind of uh helps put things um just organize my thoughts and you know what i do want to tell the lord about praising him and um thanksgiving and things like that but i have seen it rearranged where it's also, you can also write down the left of the page, CATS, C-A-T-S. Yeah. And so that's for people that want to do confession first. Right. So you can do, you can write out your confession, get that out of the way, and then you can do the acclamation, the thanksgiving, and then the supplication. So I don't know, that's just uh, a way to kind of be structured in your prayer life and i actually write it in i have a um a paper calendar mitchell makes fun of me because i still have a a paper calendar but i do use my phone calendar for day to day but i do have a paper calendar for like the broad year you know of things going on and birthdays and things like that so i use the the pages in between the months to write down this kind of structured way of praying and so I can look back at um and I'll do one page like for the whole month like I'll just add to it I don't do a new page each day I'll just kind of add to it so I like for the whole month it'll just be a bunch of stuff on one page and then so I can look back um like at say May of last year and look and see what I wrote what I was thankful for what I was praying for you know it may be prayers that have been answered um so that's just a neat way of kind of 
keeping up with you know yeah. what's been going on and having um, a more structured life so yeah i i do try to be uh, more intentional about about prayer as well that's great that's great i remember i was in uh, master life class i don't know if you've ever taken master life i haven't but in master life one of the things that you build towards is you build toward a time where you pray for three hours and i remember thinking that and thinking i can't pray for three hours. yeah and then you do it and you realize you realize how weak your prayer life is when you you realize I, I literally had three hours worth and the three hours was up and I was like I ain't done you know really there's yeah. more I yeah mean, I, I could have gone on for another three hours it's I, I we because we always we say quick prayers and there's nothing yeah. wrong with quick prayers right nothing at all um, but there there's so much to pray for. For, yeah. for all of those different things you talked about. Right. Whether you could spend hours on yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah. one of those topics. Really can. Yeah. yeah. Um, how can you leverage your experiences and knowledge to help or encourage someone else? I hope that's what we're doing with, with Run for God, right? Yes. That we're, we're yes. trying to, to help and encourage other folks. Um, you know, with, with me and, and being able to share both with Run for God through the college and the coaching and stuff that I do. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've had 100,000 miles worth of running. There's a lot of experience there. There's a lot of experiences, a lot of things to share. Mm-hmm. I share a lot of that stuff here on, on the podcast and other places. And um, and I'm hoping that that's what God is doing is using me to, to help folks that way. Yes. Yeah. So if you're going through a rough patch and you're running, the chances are, um, that I've encountered something very similar. Maybe not the exact same thing, but probably very close. Well, that's why you're so valuable to the run club is because you of all your knowledge, all the miles you've ran, all the highs and lows. Um, that's why you're Dean the running coach. <laughs> and there are definitely highs and lows. <laughs> If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, we are back, and it is... Time for Dean's thoughts, but before that, this past week we saw you were at the cross country race this past weekend that Landon ran. Yes. Did you go out on the course at all? I didn't go out there, but I knew that where we were, it was a mountain bike trail. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what, it's a hard mountain bike trail. I can't imagine doing it on a bike. It's that that'd be as bad as running. It was, it was more of an obstacle course. Yeah. The, it was a cross-country course. I have seen literally probably thousands of cross-country courses in my life. I mean, I've just I've been around for so long and seen so many. That's the worst one I've ever seen. That was the worst that's one? That's the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah, the that's ki- not the hardest one I've ever seen, but it was the worst one I've ever seen. The kids were not 
happy about it. <laughs> Their times were what? Three minutes? Two minutes? At least three minutes. Yeah. Slower than what they would have been. Yeah. yeah. What did the the organizer said? It was it was for a challenge. Is that what? Yeah. Is that the yeah, word? Yeah, they were like, well, this will be different. This, this will be more about racing than time. And yeah, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And, and what's funny is the very next day, our college team, who actually ran that course the day before for just as a, a, a run for that day, yeah, had a meet on the exact opposite course. It was flat. It was fast. They all ran crazy fast times. And we have five PRs that day. So it's funny to go from one day where everything was so slow to the next day where everything was so fast. Um, yeah, they were probably so appreciative <laughs> of the flat course because they did run that course the day before for practice. So they were like, yes, we've got some flat ground. You're probably yeah. right. All right, it is time for Dean's Thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. Instructions. Do you read them? This one is called Instruction Manual. Are you one of those people who never use the Instruction Manual? Maybe you bought something that must be assembled, and you would use the photo on the box to guide you. Or perhaps you've bought an electronic device or a kitchen appliance and it seems pretty easy to operate. There's no need to get the instruction manual out for something so simple, right? Or maybe you're the opposite. You go to you you go step by step and follow every command. You read the instruction manual in great detail and get frustrated at the illustrations in the man if the if the illustrations in the manual don't match the actual product. You know when you get it together or when you operate it, you're getting the most out of your purchase. Or at least that's how you feel. I think we all have a tendency toward one or the other. It's very similar to the way we approach running. Some of us like to plan ahead, have 12 weeks of training plan posted on the refrigerator, and mark off each day as it is completed. Others just like to go day by day, deciding on what to do each day. Which one do you think is better? My answer well, may surprise you. I think both are good. There is definitely a time and place for plans and working to follow those plans line by line. But sometimes it is okay to wonder a bit. Why? Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. First, if you've been running for a long time like me, you know uh, what it takes to stay in shape. There is a satisfaction to unstructured training if you can be disciplined enough to do it. I usually have a mileage goal and I know what it takes to hit that goal. I run more miles on the days I feel good and less on the ones I don't. Some weeks I have a workout planned and I'll fit it in where I can. Um, I usually go out for my long run on the weekend and have a general idea of the number of miles I will cover. But it could change based on how I feel. I love training this way because it allows me to use my best feeling days for the longest and toughest runs. But again, you must be disciplined to pull it off. Many people are wired differently though. If you can't stand the idea of not knowing exactly what you're going to do for the week, you need a plan. If your general disposition is to put things off, you probably need a plan. Another circumstance where an unstructured plan helps is when feeling pressure from following the plan. Maybe things are crazy at work. You're struggling to keep up with your church responsibilities and the kids are running crazy. You may need something that's a little less structured, something that allows you an escape from the demands of the world. This may be a way to accomplish that. 
Finally, some people just want to run. They don't want any expectations. They don't care how fast they run or if they ever get any faster. Some people like the idea of doing the same thing every time out. Their idea of a perfect, perfect running circumstance is to run three miles a day, five days a week. There's nothing wrong with that either. The bottom line is this. Most people need a plan, but there are reasons to go without a plan or to deviate from the plan. That's okay as long as what, what you're doing will help you meet your goals. There are many ways to get there. The same can be said for our relationship with Christ. It can take many forms. We've all received different talents from God, and the way he chooses to use them can affect how we interact with him. Some people are prayer warriors, talking to God through prayer for hours a day. Others are more scholarly and spend a lot of time studying scripture, communicating with God in that way. There is no such thing as one way that works. But one thing is certain. God gave us an instruction manual, the Bible. No matter how we develop our relationship with him, we must use the manual to guide us along our way. In order to accomplish our running goals, we must run. There is no way around that. But the way we do it can take many forms. We must pray to God and read our Bible, but how we do it can take many forms. Some like to read the instruction manual very closely, while others like to assemble things in a more, well, let's say, freestyle manner. <laughs> Both can be done successfully. God gave us free will, and he also gave us a creative mind. The number of ways we can accomplish our running goals, as well as the number of ways we can develop our relationship with God, are endless. Find the best way that suits you so that you can get the most out of both. Isn't this fun? Almost the exact opposite of the other story. Yeah. <laughs> the other story is like, plan, 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 plan. And now I'm like, don't plan, don't plan, don't plan. Be flexible. Uh, but... I've said it before, training plans aren't magic. Having an overarching plan, though, is important. It is important to, uh, to have, whether you have a full, completely written out training plan or whatever, you have to have a goal, and you have to have a, at least a general idea on the road you're going to take toward that goal. Because if you don't, you won't get there. Um, and you and Mitchell talk about consistency yeah. all the time. Don't go full force for a week and then take two weeks off. And yeah. then go full force for another week and mm -hmm. take two weeks off. So, And that's why I run every day. I just run every day, and then I don't have to worry about it, <laughs> right? Uh, and a lot of the running that I do, it really is by the seat of my pants. I mean, um, and there's a few reasons for that. I, I get interrupted a lot. I just mentioned um, that we, we've got something, that, something that, I, that came up today. I have to do it today. I don't have any choice. It's getting in the way. Um, I may run, have to run a few miles less today because i got to get that other thing done. And that's fine. Um, but you'll still run. You'll still, still run. get your run in. I'll still get so. run Yeah, even if I have to do it at 11 o'clock tonight. Yeah. I'll still get Just it don't in. do it after 12. Right, because then it counts as tomorrow. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, trying, trying to follow a plan, if the plan is changing all the time, gets really frustrated. It's one of the things that I mentioned. Um and when you have college athletes that are looking to you for direction, things change frequently. Oh, I bet. Because uh, <laughs> it's like it's this emergency or it's that emergency, and um, you know things just come up. So, and you know, the, the older I get, the less I know how I'm going to feel every day. And so, there's days. Gosh, a couple of days ago, I was so sore, and I still can't figure out exactly why I was as sore as I was. 
But it was just a really, really rough day. I'm going to have days like that when I'm old. So you just run less that so day? I run less that day. And more when you and feel better. The, yeah, when I feel good, I'll be like, you know, I was going to run eight miles today, but I think I'm going to run 12. I feel really good. You know, just that happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but of course, like I said, you do have to be disciplined to do that. Yes. Because you, you still have to get out there and go do it. Yeah. So it's, it's for a lot of people, having a plan is what keeps them on track. Uh, and I, and I get that because for other things, I need a plan. For running, I don't need a plan. For other things, I need a yeah. plan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, here's the truth. I've run almost every day for 10 years. Right. You don't do that without planning a little. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I talk You're a about planner like, whether you know it or not. Yeah. I talk about it like I don't plan. But if my day is full and I have to get up extra early that morning to go for a run to, to get it in, then that's what I do. And that's a plan. That's a plan. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to run through the airport. And that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever got a run in at the airport? Yeah, yeah. I ran three miles in the Atlanta airport once. Really? Uh, yeah, while we were waiting to go to nationals. Like just right down the middle of the Yeah, you know, the the, the tram area. The yes. Yeah, I, I did it yeah. there. Did you carry well, like some luggage for some dramatic looks? And <laughs> I did not. Or did you just, you just ran? I just ran. To get the mileage in. Yeah. That's blue, interesting. Blue jeans and all. Now I'm going to wonder, when people are running through the airport, are they just getting their mileage in, or yeah. are they really late for their flight? So. Yeah, I did get some funny looks. Yeah. But TSA did not tackle me, at point, <laughs> regardless of what Mitchell says. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. I guess, I guess with this whole story is I, I, I want you to enjoy what you're doing. And if you feel tied down to what you're doing, it becomes less enjoyable. And so if you're looking at a plan as a, as a taskmaster, then it makes running less enjoyable. And so, for and I mentioned this in, in the story, if you're one of those people who just, all I want to do is I want to run three miles a day, three days a week. Well, then that's three miles a day, three days a week. You don't have to think about it. It's not really a major plan. It's just, this is what I'm going to do. And that's your plan in perpetuity, so you don't have to think about it. That's okay, too. That would be me. Just yeah. doing, I'm okay with doing the same thing, walking or running. I could do the same thing every week Yeah. and and be okay with it. That's it may be part of my super non-competitive personality, yeah. too, but I could do the same thing. Yeah, I would be good with it. You know, I, I, I don't mind eating the same thing every day. I yeah. Mean, for, uh, like, at home, I have a... I have this for lunch. If I'm gonna, if I'm at home during lunchtime, I eat the exact same thing every day. I eat a salad, and it's got a mix of stuff in it, and it's got the same stuff in it, and that's what I have every single day. Mm-mm. Because I don't care about variety. Yeah, for like over a year. Yeah, it's it's just fueling. Yeah. Right. It's just it's like it's like going up to the gas station and putting the gas pump in your car. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. So. Why do I need to be picky about it? Well, I I enjoy the fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I like a little variety to enjoy the the fueling. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run for God podcast. 
Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole Station of Run for God playlist at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. We're back, and you just heard a commercial for becoming a coach. We talked about earlier the coach, Couch to Marathon Challenge Challenge, coaching the Couch to Marathon Challenge Challenge. Um, become a coach today. Don't wait. We've had a bunch of people, right? We have. That have, that have we ordered have. kits lately to ordered become coaches. the coaching kit. It has a coaching book in it that will lead you week by week um, if you want to get a group together. Yeah. Yeah. Become a coach. You guys, we got a bunch of other cool stuff too, right? In the store. We do. Yeah. T-shirts. We do. And I happen to be wearing, you don't know this, Dean, but I'm wearing the new jacket that's going to be released for fall. All right. Big release. I like it. You actually have the men's version of this. It's a pullover. Is that the gray one that I've got? I think so. Yeah. 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 So um, we're always looking to release new things and this jacket i'm really excited about i've had it for a while you know i order stuff i'll throw it at you and i'll say dingo running this and wash it a bunch and see how it holds up (laughs) because i need to you know get a good i don't just pick stuff out for um how it looks or how it feels i mean i want to know that it washes good yeah you know that's going to hold up for all of our runners because you're wearing three and four outfits a day sometimes when you're training so um so yeah we put them through the testing testing with all of our runners and um but this jacket i really love i've had for a while it's a material that we don't have anything else like this in the store it's thin but it's not it's not like the windbreaker we have on the store right now um it's it's a little heavier but you could definitely run in this if you can run in a jacket like gay would burn up like she can't (laughs) wear hoodies and stuff like that running but um if you do like when it's really cold yeah you could totally wear this, um, yeah. wear this while you're running. So For sure. um, I'm really excited about it. But yeah, this is it. You'll have to go. On. Yeah, so go out there and check, yeah. check out what 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 all is there. There's there's other stuff there too. T-shirts, mm-hmm. um, hats, right? Hats. People yes. Like hats. People like hats. It's um, funny, you know, I used to wear hats all the time. You don't ever wear, wear them wear anymore, do you? No. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I do wear a hat when I'm coaching. A lot of like if we go like for track meets, you're there, you're in the sun all day long. And if I do that, obviously, yes, I'm gonna get sunburned. Yeah. So I wear a a big bucket hat. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Just I don't know why. Yeah. I gave up on hats. We have a hat that's really popular. It's called the trucker hat, and I'll go ahead and give a um, just a little announcement. Like you know, worldwide companies are having a hard time with materials and workers and it's caused shortages so if you've ordered in the past couple of months um from run for god you may or may not have gotten an email from me because we we are having just a few shortages um it's not on one thing um across the board it's just random colors and sizes so some people may happen to order those certain things and um but just keep the orders coming and if there's an issue I go through all we have um, available to us from our manufacturer, and I pick the best uh, substitute for that item and let you know. I will email you. You won't just get some random thing in your package, but um, we substitute for it. And so 
The trucker hats are Richardson brand, and they are having a hard time with stock right now. So wow. those are um, off the store for the moment, but they will be back soon. So if you're going on there um, looking for those, they will be back very soon. And the same for this new jacket. I will check the stock of the colors yeah. before we put them online because we want things to be available for you. Right. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of uh, great stuff on the store for you. And a lot of thought goes into that stuff. Yes. Well, so, all right, let's let's dig up some dirt on Mitchell. <laughs> What's it like being married to the Run for God guy? What's it like? Um, it's pretty great, yeah. really. I mean, you know, he's a good cook. You've had his yeah, cooking before. He loves to smoke meat, mm-hmm. grill, whatever. I mean, I could be trying to cook something regular, and he'll say, let me throw it on the smoker. And I'm like, sure, go for it. So he's a great cook. He's so... OCD and ADHD that I never have to clean after him, you know. (laughs) That is a true story. He's just, you know, everything has a place. And uh, I don't know, I like things being neat and tidy. So I don't, I don't mind it. So Um, this whole opposites attract thing, that's not, that's not you guys. Well, I'm not exactly like him. I'm a little more flexible. From an organizational standpoint. I like organization. He loves exact schedules yeah. so which is great too well personality wise there's, there's there's we're pretty different there's almost no similarity right yeah yeah because yeah. 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 you're like that person you like the you you mentioned it earlier you like to be in the background you yes like to be supportive and yes. help other folks and he's, right he's that guy he's loud he's wanting to do new stuff try stuff yeah crazy stuff and yeah like, no no crazy yeah no crazy, no crazy for like me normal. Yes. Almost good. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm normal, boring, and I'm I'm good with that. But yeah. Um, so you have any yeah. stories to tell? Well, I was thinking, and um, something that something funny that happened early on in our run for God life, um, when Mitchell stepped away from the construction industry early on in Run for God, um, he was going to be home. We realized he was going to be home that summer. And uh, we both have, you know, worked all through when after the boys were born, I went back to work. I used to do ultrasound. I was an ultrasound sonographer. And so I worked, Mitchell worked. And so the boys had a daycare, um, great daycare, not far from our house, uh, friends that owned it. So um, they would stay there for summer break. Like when they were older, they would go back there for summer break. And so we realized Mitchell was going to be home doing run for god things making phone calls being in meetings and things like that so he said let's just leave the boys at home with me this summer and mitchell's always been hands-on with the boys he could do whatever especially when they you know when there's toddlers and there's diaper bags and stuff i mean he still helped out but when they don't have accessories you know he would just take them and go and so he was really good about that so he we were excited about the boys being at home with him for the summer so that first day of summer break of course they had their chore list so mitchell writes out several things for them to do as chores you know and um so mitchell's in his office working and the boys come in his office it's like ten thirty, and they say can we eat breakfast and mitchell said yes why have you not had breakfast and they said well it's it's way down on the list <laughs> And so he had on the list, he evidently just put them in random order. 
and just started putting stuff, you know, put your clothes up, empty the dishwasher, <laughs> eat breakfast, make your bed. Well, it was all in random order. Well, they were doing it from the top to bottom, which makes sense. Yeah. They yeah. were just doing it top to bottom. Sure. But, man, they were trying to get done with everything so they could eat breakfast because it was so far down on the list. I don't know if that's funny or sad that my kids didn't eat until almost lunchtime that day. But uh, he rearranged the list, yeah. you know, for the rest of the summer. So he made sure to put eat breakfast first on the list. <laughs> That's a great story. So, I can so see that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. But Mitchell's a pretty open book. He'll tell you, you know, he'll tell you what he thinks, but he's he'll also tell you what he's done in the past, yeah. which, you know, and we all have a past, but sure. he's done some pretty exciting things in the past. Yeah. So he would, he would tell you whatever, but did you yeah. Wor- did you worry about him when he was riding bulls? Well, when he was riding bulls, we had first started, we had just started dating. Yeah. And I only went to one rodeo and on that rodeo he got bucked off the bull which happens and uh he broke his collarbone so i drove him to the hospital so the one time you go the one time i go he breaks his collarbone (laughs) he may have rode after that i can't remember it's been so long ago but that's the only one i saw so i didn't have too much time to worry about him yeah on the bulls but i'm sure i would have yeah yeah sure yeah i'm sure my goodness yeah um, you went to school locally. You've lived in Dalton your whole life, right? I have. Well, my family moved to Dalton when I was in the first grade. Okay. So my mom and my dad's family is both from Athens, Tennessee. Okay. So all of my relatives are in Athens, Tennessee. So you were born in Athens? I was actually born in Rome, Georgia, but they were okay. just living there for a you know a small amount of time. Then they went back to Athens, lived okay. there. And so I've, I feel like I'm a Daltonian because yeah. I've been in Dalton since the first since I was in first grade. So I do feel like um, I've been in Dalton my whole life. Yeah, I went to high school in Dalton. Uh, Mitchell and I were in high school together. That's where we met. So. Northwest High School. Northwest right? High School, yeah. 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 And then um, I went one year at Dalton State, where you coach at. I went one year there to get prerequisites, and then I did two years of radiography school. Um, that's x-ray school. Yeah. And so at the end of x-ray school, all I knew is that I didn't want to do x-rays the rest of my life. So, <laughs> But the great thing about radiology is there's so many other things you can go into. So straight from that, I went into ultrasound. So I went to a year and a half more school to do ultrasound. And so I did ultrasound in Dalton from um, 2000 to 2012. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Ren for God started in 2010. Yeah. So I was working part-time at that time and you know trying to help out with um with run for god some because in the beginning i mean mitchell really did it all he he did everything and so i was trying to um work part-time and help out with emails and shipping and stuff so it just you know it worked out it worked out but 2012 was the last time i i worked in ultrasound wow yeah yeah yeah, do you like Dalton? I, you know, I, I hear from people all the time that that grow up in Dalton. They're all trying to move away from Dalton. I, I'm trying to. There's a couple of girls right now that that live in the Dalton area who are pretty good runners, and I'm, I, I want to talk to them about them coming to Dalton State. And they're like, I just want to get away from Dalton. Really? Do you do you understand that sentiment at all? Not really, because I stayed in Dalton. You know, I lived in Dalton. Yeah. I was. I mean, I lived in with my mom and dad for three years you know went to college for three years um 
until I finally left. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, I was, I, I don't mind Dalton because I don't, I like being in this location. So if you want to drive to Chattanooga, you just get in your car and drive to it's Chattanooga. Close. If you want to go to Atlanta, you can go to Atlanta for the day. Yeah. If you want to go to the mountains, um, Mm-hmm. You know, you can be at the mountains if you want to go to the beach. You can leave early in the morning and be there by lunchtime. So yeah. I I like the feel of Dalton um, because of that. It's not a huge city, but it's not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. So these days you prefer walking to running. Is that, is that I do. Accurate? I Yes, I walk. Um, I walk a lot more than running. I haven't run... In a couple of years, but um, my running career started with a marathon, yeah. which, disclaimer, run for God, <laughs> you know, does not promote jumping into a, a marathon <laughs> like I did. This is not the way to do it. No, start with the marathon challenge. Start with the plan. Um, start in January and go all the way through the year with the plan. That's not what I did, um, but... But yeah. you had the opportunity to go to Disney. I had the so opportunity to go it. to Disney. And Mitchell's not crazy about big crowd, you know, like amusement park crowds and things <laughs> like that. So um, I didn't know if I would be getting to Disney. And at that time, I had a two-year-old and six-year-old. So he mentioned Disney, and I said, yeah, let's go. So we trained. Um, I had run a little bit, like like no more than three or four miles though yeah. so i had a little bit of running i had never done a race though like the marathon was literally my first race <laughs> but after um so we did the marathon i'm really slow i'm totally fine with that um i just enjoyed myself you run through all five parks it's really it's really a great um run to do and so after the marathon i would do um two half marathons a year so i would do one in the spring and one in the fall the fall one was always the chickamauga half marathon which is a beautiful half marathon Mm -hmm. isn't it one like one of the most historic i think it was in um runner's world as like one of the most historic runs in america but it's a great run i would do it every fall um it was like I've done it like six or seven years in a row. And then the spring half would be like with a group of friends. Um, some We got together, you know, and went to the Disney Princess half. Um, we would go to the Disney Princess half and um, with a group of girls. Or we would do the hot chocolate, the Atlanta race and hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, do that race in January. So... Um, so yeah, I love I loved the half marathon distance. Yeah, and it's because I could go, I could go slow. Yeah, you know, and five Ks, everybody's trying to be so fast and yeah. run so hard. Yeah, <laughs> hurts just, a little bit more, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I would rather like I don't know. I just I just liked <laughs> the enjoyment of where I was, the destination, and who I was with. And so that's what running was more to me was. Um, just spending time with people that I wanted, you know, that I enjoyed. And so, um, yeah, some of those girls trips, it was more like a, it's more like a shopping trip with a run thrown in there, you know? (laughs) So we had, um, we had a lot of fun, but after doing that for six or seven, um, years, (coughs) excuse me, um, 
I felt some pain in my left knee and I kind of felt it coming on. It's just one of those things, you know, as you get older, there's different things. You're like, oh, I'll, you know, address this at some point. But um, and I was aware that um, as a kid, I had dislocated. I remembered about dislocating my left kneecap. Mm. Um, I think you all talked about that mm. the other day playing Red Rover. Yeah. When I was playing Red playing Rover, Rain Ro- Red Rover uh, I dislocated my left kneecap when I was like 12. So yeah. um, that's the only thing I could think of because it was the only part of my body that had arthritis. And mm. so it kind of raised a red flag that something had happened there. And so I did go to, you know, an orthopedic doctor and they verified that it was arthritis. Um, and so it just gives me a little problem. But now if, if anybody out there has arthritis, I'm sure many people do. It's not, it's, um, you can get through that. You can keep running. There's could, a lot of things. Yes. You, you, at this point in time, you're, you're really choosing. Yes. I'm choosing to, to do something different. slow. Yeah. Yeah. kind of slow that process but there are things that you that i could do i could i'm sure there are injections i'm sure there's uh scopic arthroscopic surgeries they can do to clean out some areas um so if you have arthritis don't be um don't get discouraged you can keep going um i just really do enjoy uh enjoy walking yeah. so that's what i'm that's what i'm doing now that's awesome yeah well, you now we had we had Gay on this podcast. Yes, and uh, you work with Gay. I do. It's got to be fun. It's to work with Gay. so fun. Yeah. Gay is so fun to work with. She's just a blast. She is. She's she a mess. Cracks me up. Yes. She cracks me up when she doesn't mean to crack. No, me up. she doesn't mean to be <laughs> funny, but she'll just say stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's great working with her. When she came on, it she really helped me. Um, be more of a mom, you know, because yeah. she, when she came on, I mean, I had, you know, kids in elementary school and she, I was able to leave the office and yeah. go, you know, to the school parties and things like that. And she's, she's very aware of that. I mean, now my kids yeah. don't need me as much. And so I'm not running off to school events anymore, but, um, but she does, she just, she has such a heart for run for God. She will do anything. Yeah, she's not a very big lady, but she's got a gigantic heart. Yes. For sure. Yes, she has a big heart and will do anything for the Run for God community. She's just really, um, and her life was, if you listen, you know, her life was changed by Run for God. So Mm -hmm. she knows the effect it can have on people. She wants to see other people do the same. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So what do you want to say about politics? Uh, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely uh, nothing. You get you get to work closely with a lot of our coaches, right? Over I the do. Years, done that. Do you mm-hmm. have a favorite story of, of one of our coaches? Um, you know, I love meeting the coaches because sometimes at races or events, they'll come up and start talking to me. And I don't know who they are yet. But then when they say their name, I'm like, oh, I know you. Like, it's like they're a celebrity to me because I've been emailing with them. Um, so if you're ever a coach, I'm your coach's support. If you ever have problems, um, with any of the products or, um, with anything, you can just email me and I'm, um, I'm your support. So yeah, I do love meeting the coaches. One of the oddest times I met a coach was actually at that Disney 
Princess Half Marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I cannot remember who it was. So please forgive me if you're listening and it was you. And if it's you, please email me, holly at runforgod.com, because I want to remember who exactly it was that I met. But we were running in this half marathon and we were standing in line. Okay, Dean, don't get mad at me, but we were standing in line to have our picture made with some characters <laughs> during the race. So we were not, you know, there for the best race time. We were there to have a good time, but not the best race time. So we were standing in line waiting for pictures and because they'll take your picture and then you can, you know, get it. That's how. Yeah. So and they had Disney has some of the best mile marker characters. Like one of the mile markers was every villain you could ever think of. Yeah. Ursula, I don't even know all of them, yeah. But um, so there were some really great mile marker characters. So we were waiting in line, and there was another girl with our group, and she was behind us a little way. And so as I was standing in line, I turned at to look at the sea of runners coming towards us because I knew she had on a pink Run for God shirt. And I was looking at all these runners running towards me, and I was just looking for this pink Run for God shirt. Well, I saw it, and I said, hey. And the girl looked at me, and it was not her. And I was so shocked because I didn't know who this person was. You know, it was pretty early on in Run for God, and there was somebody at the Princess Half, which actually there were several people. There were several Run for God um, members there at that Princess Half. So I saw this girl, and I said, hey. And she looked at me, and she's, she's in the middle of this, like, big, huge crowd of runners. She's not, like, on my side. And I'll... You'll be glad to know she kept running. She did not stop. But she said, hey, she said, are you Holly Hollis? And I said, yes. Kind of like, how does she know me? But she said, are you Holly Hollis? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm so-and-so. And she said her name. Sorry, I can't remember. But she said her name. And as she was running by, I said, I know you. Yeah. Like, we had emailed several times. Um, and then that was the first time I got to meet her, even though, she didn't stop and wait in line with me, yeah. but she ran on by. But um, it was really cool to to meet her in That's the middle cool of that race as she just ran by. Yeah. yeah so I meet instructors, coaches um, at different times and places all the time. But um, that's what my heart is for, is for the coaches out there because they're the ones going to work all day, coming home going to teach a class they're taking time away from their family and their jobs and you know maybe uh hobbies that they might you know have they're taking time away from their day to to lead this class and so you know we always say the coaches are the hands and feet of this ministry but they truly are because if they weren't out there leading the classes it doesn't matter how many podcasts we do or how many books we sell if those coaches aren't out there leading these groups um we would have nobody so they really are um the hands and feet of our ministry so i do i do love to meet the instructors anytime i get to well said well said well thank you for being who you are you you are the sane, calm, caring person to run for God. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, obviously, there's a lot of that with with Gay as well. Yes, I don't want to leave her out. No, but, yes, uh, yes. But you you're the stabilizer because 
Gay's not the stabilizer either. No. She's the she she got that caring part. Yeah. But you've got that hand on the till. Yeah. And keeping keeping things uh, uh, moving yes. in the right direction. Yes. You're the person who, when Mitchell goes crazy. So, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on a bit. Chill you, you, you out. You're going crazy. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that's so important to to this ministry and and for the success of it over the years. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, they say you know they say opposite attracts, opposites attract. Well, yeah. When it comes to personality, yeah, guys, we're pretty opposite. <laughs> that dude gets wound up. <laughs> and it's good. Yes. It's a good thing because it's it, it really is, good. is a good thing because it probably I'm sure that he kind of drags you away from oh yeah your comfort zone absolutely too, and, and it's good for you as well yeah 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 that's awesome. All right. Well, we have a trivia question for this week. And, um, you know, Kenya is known as the land of running. And so um, I, I've talked about the uh, the Kenyans a little bit here. I've talked with several ladies from Kenya. And so I learned a little bit about Kenya. And so I thought, well, let's have a trivia question about Kenya. And so here's the trivia question. What is the number one religion in Kenya and what percentage of people consider themselves that particular religion? That's a that's a good question. I think it, I think it might surprise you, and it might not. You that's might go, very interesting. I totally knew that. Is that Googleable? It's Googleable. It's Googleable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a whole Wikipedia page on religion oh, okay. in Kenya. Okay, so yeah. somebody will find it. Yep. And you can send that answer to dean at runforgod.com. The first person to send the answer to dean at runforgod.com will receive a run club box um, that we'll send out to you just as soon as we can. So um, answer that question and uh, learn a little bit about the land of running. And uh, it'll be awesome. All right, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this week, my reason why running is so awesome is this common language you know it struck me because i'm talking with these these kenyans and they have very very thick accents extremely thick and they're really hard for me to understand um, but we start talking about running and we have these common things that we know what we know what each other means even though we're not even we may not even be speaking almost it's not it is the same language but it's you know what I mean. It's just easy to understand other people who are runners. Yeah. You know, because we have a whole different language, right? Um, when we say we bonked in a race, we know what that means. But people who aren't runners are like, what is that? Was that good or bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, common language um, is really cool. It's a really cool thing about running. Our motivational thought of the week is from Dean Carnazas. Everybody remembers Dean. We interviewed him back uh, last year, and I'm going to probably get him, hopefully get him on, on again soon. He's got a new book, and hopefully we're going to help with that. Uh, but here is a cool quote from him. It says, Some seek the comfort of their therapist's office, but I chose running as my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so for many of you out there, running is your therapy, and running can be very therapeutic. And it doesn't matter whether you're upset, you know, you're mad at somebody, you're um, you're sad, you're happy, whatever it is, whatever your emotion is, if it's an extreme emotion, running can kind of temper that that extreme emotion, and it's uh, it's pretty cool in that way. 
I use it for that all the time. I believe it's very therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitchell has told the story several times on here. Sometimes Holly just tells me you need to go for a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, you're doing great. Um, Keep up the great work. Holly, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, just keep doing what you do. Everybody out there, keep doing what you do. Uh, And uh, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.